GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. On Wednesdays, we go into one issue in more depth. Unite the Union wants a pay increase in the public sector. 97% of its public sector members have voted in favour of taking industrial action if cost-of-living negotiations with the government are unsuccessful. Unite's Gillian Burkett and Caelan Lucas told us that they expect to start negotiations with the Chief Minister tomorrow. They think they're in a strong position. Caelan confirmed that they're using an unpublished economic study in that process. Gibraltar today heard Unite is prepared to take industrial action, but that's not their end goal. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Unite the Union says 97% of its public sector members have voted in favour of taking industrial action if cost of living negotiations with the government are unsuccessful. Good afternoon uh, to both uh, Unite the Union's Gillian Burkett and also to Caelan Lucas. Uh, Thank you. uh, If I can start with you, Ms Burkett. Uh, This is what the union has described as the largest democratic process that you have undertaken in the past 30 years. Why do you say that? Well, because it has been. It's, it's, uh, we had a total of over 2,000 members um, eligible to vote. The organising, the behind-the-scenes the uh, work that we have to do has been enormous. It actually has taken over... 30 between officials, branch officials, shop stewards, conveners, officers, over 30 individuals planning this uh, behind the scenes. It hasn't happened overnight. It's taken lots of meetings. It's taken a lot of thinking uh, on the way forward on how we're going to achieve this. But, um, yep. At the end, we've managed um, this fantastic outcome, this um, strong mandate from the membership where that we believe it is, because it, it's if overwhelming. If anybody's just tuning in, the mandate is <clears throat> not for industrial action now. It's for industrial action if... The negotiations with the Chief Minister don't go as you'd like them to go. Exactly, because as a responsible union, um, we we want to sit, engage and talk. And and, um, it has been forthcoming. Um, So therefore we had to uh, grab the chance of actually um, making a difference once again. Because I need to say that um, it is another um, historical event in the sense that it's been since the 90s, more or less, that um, unions have negotiated pay uh, pay with government. So, again, when we were actually um, told that um, by the chief minister that um, he was willing to sit down with all the unions um, to negotiate to make a difference on the next budget uh, um, announcement, we were overwhelmed because it is a great achievement, um, as this hasn't happened for many, many, many years. Okay, and um, let's just um, recap a little bit and and bring in Caelan if we can. Uh, There's a cost of living crisis, 
the Unite the Union's argument is that people haven't had a pay increase uh, for, what, three or four years and they need it? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we are aware that uh, people have not had, the public sector has not had a pay increase since 2019. Obviously everyone is aware that the cost of living, uh, especially uh, in 2022, um, two, yeah, 2022 uh, increased by more than um, eight, uh, more than 8%. It's, I think, I believe it's already increased by uh, more than 10%. And of course, uh, the, the workers are feeling the pinch. And of course, the workers need to, need to have their the pay to to keep up with the cost of living as to avoid individuals being a, um, falling into hardship positions uh, we have obtained the mandate from the membership and it is now our our duty of care to deliver on the mandate that the membership has given us there's a broad um, range of pay uh, in the public sector uh, when you say that um, some public servants are feeling the pinch are you mainly talking about the lowest paid? It, 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 it is not something that can actually be measured by exactly what pay an individual may or may not have. Uh, it's something that needs to be measured by many different aspects. For example, if we speak of a family of four and an individual that may be living with the parents, obviously the family of four, even if the individual has a greater pay than the individual living with the parents, mm. that family of four may suffer the pinch even more. Therefore, when we speak of potential hardships, we cannot uh, fall into the trap of just discussing hardship in terms of who earns less and who earns more. It's every single case will have its in the individual complications and every single case, in my opinion, would have to be looked at separately and, uh, identi and to identify who could be suffering hardship and to help those who may be suffering hardship in that sense. Jillian, you wanted to come in. Well, basically, um, yes, just uh, uh, on the back of what um, um, Kaylin has said, um, we cannot actually identify, we cannot draw a line um, saying that, say, for example, those that end from 19,000 down are going to be those who are suffering uh, um, hardship. Um, because at the end of the day, like Kaylin rightly said, um, Every individual situation is different. Um, it's not like the in the in the seventies where everybody used to live with the parents and the grandmother uh, in a in a in a in a room. Nowadays, uh, nearly all of uh, 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 the youth is um, have mortgages, uh, loans. Etc. So, so and, and not not everybody has a lot of headroom to to pay a little bit more, and, and everybody has to exactly. pay a little bit more. Exactly. So, them. just imagine when you get a, a single parent, say for example, a cleaner, a twenty-hour contract, uh, earning minimum wage, single parent. Um, the difficulties that that person is suffering at the moment because it's those who are could be a bit more comfortable because of their earnings and they go down shopping and they find that uh, articles have gone up ex by the day actually some of them are going up and don't say it is it is a, a, a very difficult situation for everybody in general and I believe the whole of Gibraltar is suffering the consequences of this economic crisis. Um, I believe it's 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 a worldwide thing. Definitely, um, it's not unique for Gibraltar. Um, but um, yeah, 
we need to 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 find a solution to to the to the to the situation um covid hasn't helped definitely not yeah um okay um we're, we're joined on gibraltar today by Gillian burkett and and kaylin lucas of unite the union uh we've got some questions coming through so maybe i can put those to you um this one is for you uh miss burkett uh Zaviak bear asks um or points to your press release he says um you mentioned that industrial action will proceed if fruitful negotiations will not prosper if a pay offer is put forward by the government who will decide if it's acceptable uh, or not? Will it be the leaders of Unite the Union or will it be the public sector membership? Well, um, certainly not. It won't be the leaders. Everything that we are doing hasn't been decided by the leaders. It has been decided by branch officials of the whole of the union, um, including Ministry of Defence, the private sector, health and public sector. So therefore, the decision whether the offer is acceptable or not would definitely be taken by the membership at large. Now, we do have a mandate and we will need to go back again to the membership and whatever is put to unite by government, we will put it to our membership. And when the membership says it's not acceptable, we have already the mandate to take industrial action if needs be. Okay. Kaylin, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that it is important to note that uh, obviously we have uh, followed the most democratic process to date and we intend to continue to uh, follow this democratic process. Uh, we intend to have the lay member lead the organisation as it should be and of course uh, we will be discussing with the lay member uh, ways forward uh, when when we finally negotiate or come to a closure in terms of, of the negotiation uh, with uh, government. However, obviously it is important to note that the union officials and obviously the branch officials who have been participated, uh, participating and will continue to participate now have obviously a, a mandate from the member and we also have a duty to be able to move flexibly to, be, to, to try and uh, achieve the best possible result for the member and one that we believe that the member would be acceptable to. Therefore, we do, we are confident that uh, that when we all uh, all unions uh, join up within our our competences, we will be able to to provide a, 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 an acceptable sort of outcome to the negotiations once it has concluded. Now, um, because it's a negotiation, I don't expect you necessarily to give me the number. But but do you guys know? what you're aiming for? Do you, do you know, looking at the cost of living increase, do you know what you think would be a reasonable amount for uh, public sector pay to increase by Obviously, for it, your it, members? Obviously, it is not. It is not right. I do not believe it's the right time for us to to speak of figures as such. But what we what we can comfortably say is that uh, for us, it is important that our membership receive a, a, an increase that is comparable to what the increase of the cost of living is. Uh, essentially, if we receive any less than the cost of living, what that essentially means is that we have had a real pay, uh, a, a real terms pay cut. And I mean, we do not believe that uh, we are in a situation where many families can actually endure a real-terms pay cut. 
uh, at the moment. For much longer, because that For is the, the case at the it's moment. But I also happening. hear the voice of businesses uh, who we hear, uh, chief minister um, budget after chief minister budget, we hear, you know, the engine of the Gibraltar economy, small businesses, businesses who are bringing in uh, money to the government coffers and who are also recovering from COVID uh, and, and who I am sure will be, if they're listening to this or watching this now, saying, come on, guys, it's already tough. Uh, I'm not sure that we can afford to pay much more. Obviously, I mean, as, as is the case within any negotiation, we, we need to be sensitive to all sides. We need to take all sides into consideration and we need to properly sit down, analyse every single aspect of, of, the, of, the, of the scenario we have in, in play. We need to obviously analyse the current um, Gibraltar economic uh, status. We need to analyse whether or not we can foresee an improvement in future and all that. And throughout, uh, once we obtain every single sort of side of the equation, we can and make, uh, create a better picture and obviously work towards uh, negotiating or agreeing to something which provides a win-win scenario and works uh, for the workforce, for businesses, for Gibraltar and obviously for, for the government as well. Which, which reminds me, you were doing that, no? Unite the Union was um, paying or has paid uh, an academic to, to prepare a cost-of-living uh, report uh, which was going to look at, at this sort of issue. Is, is that ready or is it almost ready? Uh, well, yes, I mean, we, we have been working on a cost-of-living report. We have uh, had... A, a report that's been handed uh, to us. We've, we've uh, made reference to, uh, of that report within negotiations and within discussions that we've already had uh, with the Chief Minister uh, prior to getting to this position and we intend to we intend to continue to use elements of that report as, as a base of strength within our arguments to negotiate the the final outcome for our membership. So it so, is so, something that we have and it is something that we are using and we intend to continue using it as, as we need to use it to be able to achieve that, that best outcome for the membership. I, I did a little bit of research before this programme. I could not find that uh, Cost of Living report published anywhere. It's not yet been made public. Obviously, it's something that we, we will need to be look at and it would not be for me right now in this point to, to be able to provide the, the answer of when it would be made public as that would need to be discussed within the branch officials, meetings, etc., where where it is where the, we are, they are taking the lead on exactly how we strategize and exactly how we, we, we move uh, to try and achieve that best outcome, which is our end goal. Sorry if this isn't for either of you, but but um, have all the members seen it? I mean, is this is is the contents of that report common knowledge it's, to Unite members? It's it's obviously been circulated within the uh, branch official sort of uh, committee, which is the the committee that is leading within the within the the strategy of this. It's and obviously it is con it consists of over thirty lay members who are activists who basically represent all branches within within Unite, and it's it's also been uh, delivered to the to the executive of the union. As I said, I mean, our main goal, our main aim is to provide the best possible uh, outcome for our membership and we will uh, adjust our position accordingly as and when required for us to be able to achieve that goal. OK, we're with Kaylin Lucas and Gillian Burkett for just a few more minutes. Uh, we've got um, a couple of questions more uh, on um, WhatsApp. Thank you if you've been in touch. Tony uh, has one for either of you. Maybe uh, we can direct you at, uh, this one to Miss Burkett. Um, eager to know, 
Tony says he's eager to know what the cost of living crisis is for the public sector employees as opposed to those in the private sector. So suppose Tony's saying, um, what is it, uh, what's different between uh, the private sector and the public sector? There's no difference whatsoever. And I believe that um, maybe, maybe it could be the case that there are even lower earners within the private sector. So maybe it's time to say to the Chamber and Gibraltar Federation of Business to consider uh, um, also negotiating with the unions and um, trying to uh, find a, a solution to the situation as well. So, Kaylin, you want to come in on this? Yeah, I think it is important uh, for us. Obviously, there's no difference whatsoever. The cost of living impacts the private and the public sector. And obviously, it is important to highlight that there is a need, a greater need for for workers within the private sector to actually unionize for obviously for the union to be able to go into the workplaces and and make the needed representations within a wider range of workplaces and be able to achieve greater victories for the private sector workers who are very deserving of 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 those victories because let's let's be let's be honest in within the the private sector it's where we will see more people on the minimum wage and Obviously, within Gibraltar, the minimum wage right now it kind of needs uh, to, even though it's increased, uh, for example, in the last budget, it increased uh, by, by I think it was uh, uh, 60p, and which is obviously very welcome, but we do need to recognise that for a, a family living, working and buying in Gibraltar, the minimum wage may not be enough. Therefore, I would like to encourage uh, members, uh, I would like to encourage um, employees within the private sector to unionise and to make approaches as we are more than happy and more than willing to make representations within any private sector workplace to be able to achieve the victories for them. Okay, uh, stay with us, Kaylin uh, and uh, Gillian, if you don't mind. We're discussing Unite the Union's ballot. 97% of its members, of its public sector members, have voted in favour of taking industrial action if cost-of-living negotiations with the government are unsuccessful. Uh, Gillian Burkett is the union's regional officer. When are those negotiations going to start? As soon as tomorrow. We've got a meeting uh, tomorrow scheduled with the uh, chief minister. Um, in attendance would be other unions. In fact, when we leave now the, uh, the newsroom, we'll be heading down for a pre-meeting with other unions in order to prepare the groundwork for tomorrow. Okay, and um, you must feel that this um, ballot gives you a strong mandate and a strong negotiating position? Yes, it does, obviously. Um, it's a lot of responsibility and um, I believe that um, we need to get, an, well, not to get, to, we need to achieve um, what our members, one, require and two, want. Okay, we've been taking uh, questions from our listeners uh, and there's one here from Sebastian uh, who says uh, that there hasn't been uh, a ballot in recent years and he also thinks, until this one, uh, and he also thinks that there's rampant privatisation and a depletion of workers' rights in the public sector and um, he is asking, Sebastian is asking, why is the Gibraltar branch of Unite the Union not taking industrial strike action on the streets of Gibraltar like Unite's branches are in the UK? Kaylin. 
Hi. Um, actually, it, it is a good question. It's it's quite long, so I'll try to address all the all the the points uh, as best as I can. Uh, obviously, I mean, uh, we we do deal with with uh, in industrial issues, uh, w workplace issues uh, on a daily basis, and we do base those those issues with the with the employees within each independent uh, workplace. Of course, I mean he. In his claims uh, of privatization, we would welcome that he actually, if 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 anyone, uh, any any viewer uh, knows of any privatization that is happening and has any evidence of any privatization that is happening, obviously we would welcome that they submit uh, uh, those those um, privatization concerns for us to be able uh, to look into it with the relevant workplace uh, members and of course to deal with those issues as we do whenever they are raised uh, with. In terms of, C can I ask one uh, yeah. example? Which uh, I was having a conversation with a GBC viewer about yesterday. Um, we see Jib uh, uh, Telecom um, uh, high vis vests now uh, saying uh, Baby Tell, I think it is uh, another brand, um, uh, and and this viewer uh, was concerned that this is that they are rather than giving Jib Telecom workers. Uh, proper contracts they're subcontracting to zero hour contract uh, th this is as i say this is a, a viewer so you can yeah obviously i mean if 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 Jeep telecom for example in this scenario is privatizing any types of works obviously that is uh, it i am sure that the the, the convener with responsibility for Jeep telecom is is post potentially already addressing those issues with the uh, with the company as such uh, it's it's about it's about the workplace members making us aware of, of it and obviously the workplace members along with the representative working towards resolving those privatization concerns at the end of the day let me be extremely clear unite stands for for good quality employment and you Unite stands for safeguarding the the good posts that we currently have. We will we we do not stand for privatization, and we do not take any form of privatization uh, lightly. We actually uh, present quite a robust um, representation to our membership when when such a privatization is made known to us. Uh, with regards to the second part of his uh, question uh, as to why is Unite Gibraltar not striking in the same way that uh, Unite UK is striking within other branches, uh, it isn't really fair for us to make direct comparisons between Unite Gibraltar and Unite UK. Uh, in every single situation, in every single scenario, you uh, you analyze the scenario, you strategize to the scenario, and you're, you 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 figure out what your goalpost is, what your aim is, and you strategize and you work towards getting that goalpost. My goalpost, my end, uh, end scenario is not to strike. My aspirations are not to strike. My aspirations are to perform and deliver for my member, and I will perform and I will deliver for my member. And if within that representation, if for me to get to that uh, goal, I need to take industrial action, I need to do any form of strike, then I will use that as a tool to get to my end goal. But that will not be a strike action, will not be Unite's end goal. Unite's end goal will, will be to deliver for the member as it should be.
Okay, very interesting. Uh, just before I leave you, uh, one last question for you, Miss Burkett. As Unite's regional officer, I, I get the sense that, um, uh, to use a, a, a Gibraltarian phrase, there's, there's a lot happening with the cost of living uh, um, crisis. Um, um, there are other issues. You, you, you yourselves <laughs> uh, were a little bit late for this interview, which we more than forgive you for because you've been very good to move your two o'clock to accommodate uh, this interview. But, but there's a lot happening, no? It's 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 overwhelming the amount of work that's that's going on on a daily basis. I mean, we've been having back-to-back meetings since early start. I've been in the office eight thirty this morning. The first one at nine o'clock, then at ten o'clock, then at twelve o'clock, r- trying to get to you. It was practically impo- uh, impossible. Uh, and the two o'clock, I don't know what's happened to the two o'clock, um, but obviously we'll rush off to it. It's it's it's. I think that it's the common ground. I think is what we've said at the very beginning of 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 the interview, and and that is that it's uh, uh, the economic crisis is affecting everybody. Um, it is worldwide because, as you've seen, it's happening in the UK, it's happening in France, it's happening all over the place, and it's. It's non-stop. So, Mira, if it, it like Kaylan rightly say, if it needs to go to an extreme, needs to go to an extreme. I'm hopeful that we end up with a with a, a good deal for the benefit of all of us, um, and especially for the benefit of those hard-working public sector workers out there, um, because I've had a lot of criticism. To a point, like saying, "No, oh, the offices they're are overpaid. closed. They're overpaid. Uh, they're they're lazy." Um, and 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 I can tell you, it it is unfair. And and for us that we deal on a daily basis with these workers, those that do night shift and and they've got difficult positions, it's 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 a lot of hard work for them. Okay, and a lot of hard work for uh, Unite the Union uh, representatives by the sound of it. Uh, (laughs) So thank you for joining us. Um, Unite public sector uh, members voting 97% in favour of industrial action if cost of living negotiations for pay increases with the government don't go the way they'd like. We've just heard um, Unite the Union's Gillian Burkett and Caelan Lucas confirm Uh, that those negotiations will start tomorrow, that they've got their cost-of-living report and are using it in those negotiations. Uh, So uh, watch this space. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott.